Africa Calling, a bi-monthly podcast with sound-rich reports from our correspondents on the continent. African voices reporting on African stories produced by Radio France International. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Africa Calling podcast on July 23rd, 2021. I'm Laura Angela Bagnetto. Hear that? It's the official theme song of the 2021 Tokyo Olympics, just in time for our special on African Olympians. The song's been remastered as it was the original song for the last Olympics Tokyo hosted in 1964. Japan is using this song to unite the older and younger generations. It should set you in the mood for our final show of the season, as our correspondents have been working hard alongside Olympians to get you their stories. In this program, we'll take a look at how the West African country of Benin has pinned its hopes on one Olympian who's qualified in rowing, an unknown Benin sport. Gambi is going to the Olympics with its star sprinter, but she's had a very hard road just to get to Tokyo. And in Malawi, one female athlete is raising the bar for women in Tokyo as she competes in judo for her black, green, and red flag. And finally, don't forget our special song at the end. Africa Calling. In Benin, the most popular sports are football, basketball, or petanc. And while boats are used all around the country for transport, they're not considered a sport by most Beninese until now. Privel Hinkati, a rower, qualified for the rowing competition at the Tokyo 2021 Olympic Games. Correspondent Fumilayo Asamvi speaks to Hinkati in Cotonou about the challenges of rowing and how one man has mobilized all of Benin to root for their Olympian. No one thought Benin had a chance at the 2020 Olympic Games, but Privel Inkati has proven them wrong. Inkati, who qualified in rowing, is the first ever Beninese athlete to make it for the sport. But no one knew what rowing is, so he had to explain to his fellow citizens what his sport is all about. I'm proud to be the first Beninese to qualify for the Olympic Games in rowing. It's a page of history being written. People ask themselves, he's going to represent Benin in rowing? What's rowing? It's a sport that's practiced on a boat with oars. We row. It sheds light on the Beninese Rowing Federation and the work they do to make rowing known and to attract young talent. His qualification benefits the Beninese Rowing Federation, bringing awareness about the sport. It's clear things haven't been easy to start with in order to make a place for rowing in the sports space in Benin. The Federation president, David Badamasi explains how the lack of equipment is hampering rowing expansion in Benin. 
Nous comptons huit clubs. Donc nous avons les trois catégories d'âge et nous avons... We have eight rowing clubs in Benin and 278 members. But the numbers started to decrease because rowers haven't the equipment. With many athletes and few materials, others are frustrated and prefer to stay at home. It's not like football, athletics or boxing. It's an unknown sport in Benin and we try to give visibility to rowing and develop it. Our young people are destined to use boats. For example, in the lakeside village of Ganvi, people don't move with bicycles, motorbikes, cars or planes. They use boats. Even five-year-old kids have boats. They row to go to school. They are potential professional rowers. We can take them to this stage. But without equipment, it's difficult to encourage the creation of rowing clubs and youth training. Rival Nkati also faced problems finding the right equipment in Benin for professional rowing. His qualification is the result of a long and difficult road. It's a dream come true after he failed to qualify for the Olympic Games in 2012 and 2016. He explains how he overcame these difficulties by working, training and crowdfunding. It's a sport that needs huge amounts of money. The competition's boat, for example, costs 14,000 euros. And it's not just the boat. It needs to be transported with the oars each time I train, which costs a lot. So how do I find this money? Through sponsors. I also did two crowdfunding campaigns. Was the road to qualification difficult? Hell yes! To qualify, I had to be among the five best African athletes, and that's no small thing. I tried to qualify in 2015, but I failed. I started training more professionally with an organized team. I trained in Cannes, in Normandy, and I travel sometimes to the United States because my trainer is over there. I take part in high-level training and tournaments in order to prepare. It's helped me improve, and I qualified in October 2019 as one of the top five African athletes. Benin's Rowing Federation is very new, founded in 2012. More and more people are practicing the sport in the many rivers, lagoons and waterways throughout the country. I met with David Budamasi, Rowing Federation President at the edge of Nokwe Lake, who explains the potential of rowing in Benin and the opportunity to highlight the sport within the country with a home ground Olympian at the Games. People who know about or are a part of rowing are proud of his qualification. Those who live in the lakeside villages of Bopa or Grand Popo encourage their rowers so that we have the next generation of rowers. That makes me really happy and I think that rowing will be a top tier sport in Benin. When you compete at the Olympic Games, it's normal that you aim at a medal, any medal. We're the last country in West Africa that has no Olympic medal. Why not Benin? Rowing will earn us a medal, as Preval Hinkati is on a good road, and other rowers will follow him. Sports lovers and fans in Benin have discovered a sport they didn't know before. 
David Talon, a young Beninistrainer, discovered rowing thanks to prevailing at his qualification for the Tokyo Olympic Games. We met him at one of his fitness courses. I discovered Privel Inkati on Instagram. I was scrolling in my feed and I saw a post describing his success. I discovered rowing through this post too. In Benin, we mostly talk of basketball, football, volleyball, but no one talks about rowing. Prevel's qualification for the Olympic Games makes me proud and shows there are people who defend Benin's flag internationally, especially in sports that aren't promoted. We are waiting him to do his best. Young Beninis, all Beninis are behind him and supporting him. Benin sports fans and rowers hope to see Quirrell Nkati qualify for the final and win a medal for Benin at the Tokyo Olympic Games. It would be a first year in the West African country, already proud that one of their own has become an Olympian. Reporting for RFI's Africa Calling, this is Fumilayo Asanri in Cotonou, Benin. Check us out on Twitter, Africa underscore underscore calling. We're at Africa underscore underscore calling. In the Gambia. As in other African countries, you have to be truly dedicated to your sport in order to excel at the top Olympic level. Next, you need the support of your government and your fans to cheer you on. Gambia's track queen, Olympian Gina Bass, says official support, especially in terms of money, has not been forthcoming. Dubbed the poor Olympian because she had to scrape by just to get transport to the track to practice, Bass is all set for this year's Tokyo Olympic Games. She told correspondent Sally Jang that this year she doesn't just want to appear in the Olympics, she wants a medal for her country and respect as a sportswoman. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six. The poorest Olympian is a title that is getting quite popular in the Gambia. Sprinter Gina Bass was given this name when she returned from the Rio Olympics as she struggled and continues to struggle to get enough money to even use public transport to go training. Of late, she's had series of successes despite other challenges as well. Since 2019, training was a major challenge for sprinter bars due to COVID-19 restrictions. She had to spend most of her time at the country's independent stadium to work towards her Olympic dreams, even though it wasn't a standard training facility. Bars secured an Olympic qualification at the African Games, where she defeated Cote d'Ivoire star Marie-Josée Talou to become Africa's 200 meters champion. Bas is now preparing to face the world's greatest athletes, and beating Talou has given Bas the momentum to achieve her dreams of winning an Olympic medal. Yeah, what is expected from me as an athlete? I already qualified for this coming Tokyo and my expectation is to go and make the country flag higher higher. Gambia Olympic Committee and the government I think we need their support so that they will support the athletes that are preparing themselves to go to the Olympics because the other countries their government support them so we like our country to, to support us. Buzz made her Olympic debut in 2016 at the Rio Games where she competed in the 100 and 200 meter finals. This time she is determined to win a medal and perhaps this will gain the attention of government and partners to sponsor her activities. She says 
She received little support from Gambia's government and urges more. Yeah, I have raised with Marizose Talu. Uh, this is sport. Beating her is a stepping stone for me. It is a plus to me, and I'm really happy for that. But this is sport. I have to work harder. The Gambia government has approved about $112,000, or $5.6 million, requested by the National Olympic Committee. But that's not enough for all the athletes competing in Tokyo and the Gambian delegation. Yuvan Sports Minister Bakari Baji says it is unfortunate that even after Tokyo Games, Jena will still be called the poor Olympian. Well, I, I think um, it might, yes, it would, of course, it would uh, be called the same thing in reality. Not the best thing, but that's, that's the reality of this country. But the fact also is that governments don't make athletes rich. It is not. And I've, I've tried to make people understand in the past when they come up with these arguments. What we see in other countries is not happening here. Government invests in the development of infrastructure and supporting of athletes when they have international games and others. But they don't give them money to make them rich. And rarely would government pay athletes. You, you are only giving a token for a particular event, like your appearance uh, uh, allowance. And then, if you perform, you are paid a bonus based on your performance. The Gambia government has been widely criticized for not supporting other sports like football. Meanwhile, there have been allegations that the Gambia National Olympic Committee has been treating athletes unfairly. Committee President Alhaji Dudu Kapijuf denies these allegations and says they have been carrying the bulk of responsibilities that should have been provided by the government. We make the request and we are yet to receive the money from the minister. But as of now, no money has been received. Now we give them their allowances, we pay their accommodations, and we buy taxes, kits for them, a matching dress, everything at the moment. Government did not give us anything yet, but we are already in a bunch of ordering tax suits because we don't want to sit down. Olympic is just next month. We don't want to sit down and say we are waiting for government. Not money because in the past, government did not give us any money for the Olympic. That is why we start arranging. That's the sound of Adama Jame competing in 200 meters. Gambia at the moment has two Olympians, Baz and Judo athlete Fainjai. The rest of the Gambian team are optimistic of Olympic qualification. Team captain Adama is also the athlete representative at the National Olympic Committee or NOC. Well, actually, I did not know uh, the budget, the total budget allocation for the athletes, but I know athletes under the scholarships and also preparing for the Olympic are fully taken care of by the NOC through the IOC. In June, the national football team rejected $11 million from the president because they believe it was not enough motivation for getting the country to the continental tournament for the first time in history. Gina has flown the Gambian flag at global tournaments but has never seen any sort of support like this in her bid to get the country a medal at the Tokyo Games. Salijeng, reporting for RFI's Africa Calling from Banjul, The Gambia. Africa Calling, produced by Radio France International. From a township in Malawi's capital, Lilongwe, to the Olympics in Tokyo, 28-year-old Harriet Boniface has come a long way. 
She's one of the young African women who hope to make a mark in judo, a sport which has been considered a male discipline. Correspondent Charles Pensilo joins Boniface in training ahead of her journey to the Olympic Games. That's the sound of Harriet Boniface practicing her winning judo moves for the Olympic Games in Japan. Growing up in a family of eight with five brothers gave her confidence that she could do what men could do just as well. She started in track and field before being inspired by a judo coach. She says judo is not just a man's sport and she has proven this time and again. Well, it feels good to be in that sport because of course people they said it's a, it's a man's sport but anyone can do it, both male and female. And for me being in this sport, I feel good. And I do the same thing that a man can do, I also do. Wow, it has been a long journey for me to be where I am today. I faced a lot of challenges, but I never look back. I just look forward until today I'm achieving my goal to go to Olympic Games. Well, sometimes, you know, I've been, I've been discouraged by my family members, my friends. You know, there was a lot of challenges that could have stopped me from coming, from, from coming to training, but I never take it serious. I just focus on my goal. Boniface has done well in judo competitions, both in the region and the world. Her first competition and victory came in 2012 at the Zone 16 Games in Zambia as a junior athlete, and she has gone on to earn 10 nation medals. Her participation at the Olympic and a tripartite allocation came as a relief after she failed to compete at the World Judo Championship three weeks ago due to visa complications. The tripartite sport is meant to enhance the Olympics' universal appeal by giving small or disadvantaged countries representation. Bonfess believes that she could have qualified for the Olympics directly. Okay, for me it feels great because although I missed the first qualification, second qualification, I at least have been chosen the third one, which is tripartite. Yeah, so I'm very happy that I'm going to represent Malawi. For me, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going there with the man that I'm going on tripartite, no, but I'm just going there that I should compete and fight and win for my country. When I missed this opportunity to go to World Championship, I didn't feel much, I didn't feel bad because I knew that I still have points that can make me to go to Olympics. And now, here I am, I'm going on tripartite. The same points that I've been accumulating during 2019, I mean 2018, 2019, 2020, they are the ones that has made me to go to Olympics today. My expectations is to, to break the world record. For the very first time, I want Marawi, I want Marawi to win the international fight, especially at this big tournament, Olympic Games, and I'll be the one. Ospon Banda, General Secretary of the Judo Association of Malawi, says that despite the newness of the sport, as judo was only recognized as an Olympic sport for Malawi in 2010, the Federation has managed to win silver and bronze medals in other competitions. Bonface has really upped her game since she began. We saw, after participating in several competitions, four or five competitions, Harriet did very well. I remember just participating in two competitions, she became number five in the world. Uh, in, in, in Africa, sorry. But in the world, uh, her, her ranking improved. I remember at first it was 97. When she continued participating, she, she reached 
a, a pinnacle of about 90 in the whole world. So it was encouraging to see that she had the potential. So that's why you see that maybe Harriet, today we are talking that she has qualified for Olympic Games. Banda is also convinced Boniface would have qualified by continental quarter if the Olympic was held last year as it was earlier scheduled. So Harriet, of course, in 2020, when he, if Olympic Games were to be held in 2020, she would have qualified by uh, continental quarter because this was quite obvious when you were checking when you're checking the system of international junior federation, it was showing that Harriet uh, would qualify uh, by continental quota. But uh, as you're aware, that uh, the, uh, I mean, uh, there was supposed to cancellation of the Olympic Games, uh, which was, uh, I mean, pushed forward to this year. And then uh, the qualification system still continued. But then, so to say, we're very unlucky because of the COVID-19. The COVID-19 also affected us. While the other continents, other athletes were participating in those big, big competition, accumulating points, we could not go out and participate. So that uh, gave us an a disadvantage, whereby Harriet uh, could not get the required benchmark that we gave her. That's why we, you, you see that we have qualified by what we call a trapatite allocation. Both Boniface and Banda are confident that she will do well at the Olympic Games in Tokyo. Perhaps what's more important is that for the first time, the Southern African nation will have a judo Olympian on the world stage and carry the country's flag. For RIFI's Africa Calling in Lilongwe, this is Charles Penslow. Find us on your favorite podcast platform app, including iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Africa Calling wishes Gina Bass, Pravel Hinkati, and Harriet Boniface the best of luck in Tokyo. We're almost at the end of our program. We want to let our loyal listeners know that we'll be taking a break in August, but we'll be back and energized on September 3rd with a whole new group of excellent feature stories from our correspondents on the continent. But right now, we have music maven Alison Hurd in the studio. Hi, Alison. What song do you have for us? Hi, Laura Angela. Well, clearly, I was looking for something a bit inspirational uh, because, let's face it, the Olympics should be. And I've chosen this track. It's by the late Wes Madico. He was a singer from Cameroon who sadly died here in France, aged just 57 on the 25th of June. He became hugely famous here in France with the hit Alani. That was in May 1997. It sold tens of millions of copies it reached number one and stayed there for 10 weeks so that makes it the 18th best-selling single ever in France it also became a hit in Austria Belgium the Netherlands maybe not in the US but it was also in the UK that's where I heard it and it was quite unusual at the time because it mixed African chant with a bit of disco and West sings in Douala and it roughly translates as Alani flows like a fountain running gently to your heart. Alani dances inside me like a flame into your arms. So we can see the, the flame there uh, with the Olympians maybe. In 2020, he recorded a more updated version of the song with the German DJ Robin Schulz. So that's the one we're going to hear. Let's hear it for Alani. It still gets me wanting to move. Let's hope it does you too. Mm, great. Well, thanks for listening to episode 29 of Africa Calling, our Olympic special. We'll leave you with the fabulous sounds of Alani by Wes. I'm Laura Angela Bagnetto. This episode was edited and recorded by Erwan Rome and Nicolas Doro. Have a peaceful August. Oh,
Mamá, nunca sopa.